0: Well, I'm just
1: so excited to get into the Word this evening. We're going to hear from three powerhouse leaders, and this is something we do that's called a three-by-ten, where we're going to have three leaders come up here. Each one is going to speak for 10 minutes, and they're going to share some of their own personal vision builders' stories. And and what I want you to do um, is picture yourself in their story, because these are... You know, not not staff members of the church. Like these are just leaders that that um, have have given so much of their time, of their energy, of their finances to the building of God's house, and have seen God do amazing things. And so I want you to to as they're telling these stories, don't just think like, oh, that's really nice for you. Know that God is a God of principles. Okay, God is not a respecter of persons. God is a respecter of His principles. If you invoke and live your life in accordance with the same principles as these leaders then you will see the same results and so i'm so excited going to welcome up our very first speaker her uh, and her husband sean and grace bennett are two of our very best friends we were neighbors for a very long time it was amazing like we were like just like classic midwest neighbors where sean would come over and just be like hey you got any milk you got any eggs and I would go over and be like, hey, yo, neighbor, can I borrow your power washer? It was amazing. Living next to Sean and Grace Bennett was one of the sweetest seasons of our life. They oversee all Connect groups for all of um, uh, Awaken Eastlake, newly appointed Connect directors, two of the greatest people in our church. Can you help me welcome to the stage the beautiful, the powerful, the anointed, Grace Bennett!
2: Hello, hello everyone. Thank you. Um, Feel free to grab your seat. It's an honor to be up here. Thank you so much for this opportunity. So I have a question for you all to kick it off. Who likes to be outside your comfort zone? Okay, I was expecting like a couple hands. Monique, Anthony, Carla. Okay, thank you. (laughs) Okay, those three people don't mind being outside their comfort zone. But I think the reason why is because being outside your comfort zone is uncomfortable. And the comfort zone is a psychological state in which a person feels at ease because they're not being tested. Inside the comfort zone, people don't typically engage in new experiences or take on any challenges. They only participate in activities that are familiar, making them feel in control of their environment. And I don't know about you, but sometimes I'm scrolling on Instagram, looking at stories, and I see people at the gym, and I'm like, dang, they're like really getting after it. They are, you know, doing some bicep curls, squats, lunges, whatever, and they're seeing results, and it's actually really inspiring, and I enjoy seeing their process. And <laughs> clearly it's working for these people because they're doing it. Um, but I get really inspired. I can even get tips from them. Maybe I even get their game plan, their playbook of what they're doing, how many reps they're doing, whatever. Whatever it is that they're work, that's working for them. Maybe even their supplement guide. I can get all of that and I can remain inspired. But if I don't step outside my comfort zone and actually put down my phone and go pick up some weights. I am not going to see any results. And God also showed me that he said, Grace, you also have to lift something heavy if you wanna see change. You can't just be picking up those two pound dumbbells on the back of your Peloton thinking that's actually gonna do something. You need to lift something that's heavy. And I said, okay, you're right, God. I need to do something that is uncomfortable because when I do that, when I lift something that's heavy, my body will get stronger, my muscles will get stronger when I step outside that comfort zone. And um, so you know, I was thinking about, gosh, I think in 2018, we were living in Santee, and uh, we started coming to this campus. We just absolutely love this campus. The people, it, it feels like such a family. I think somewhere in my lineage, I'm truly Mexican. I don't know. <laughs> I just, you know, people call me Chela, Graciela. I feel like such a part of South Bay. I love it. and. In that time, um, church Prayer was being launched, and I remember God telling me, Grace, you need to go to church Prayer. And we were living in Santee, and I said, God, I don't know if you know this, but we live in Santee. I work in La Jolla, I commute every day. That's already like an hour drive. Now you want me to go down to Chula Vista, go to church Prayer, then sit in more traffic, and go to La Jolla for work. Okay, that doesn't make a lot of sense, God but I remember him saying so clearly, like clear as day, Grace, never underestimate what's on the other side of your obedience. And that was like, whoa, okay God, it really struck a chord inside of me. And so I said, all right, I'm gonna do it. It's it's inconvenient, it feels hard, it feels awkward actually, because I didn't know how to pray at the time. And I just showed up, I just showed up and kept on doing it. And I saw how God was so faithful to do things in our lives. He restored our marriage. He brought us closer together. Um, and then there came a time when we actually loved South Bay so much that we wanted to sell our house in Santia and be a part of this incredible community. And so we put it on the market and some lady put an offer in without even seeing it, above asking. Like, it was a total God thing. He's like, you need to be down here in Askaya, neighbors with a bunch of cool people. And then God said, okay, here's what's next. Vision builders. I need you to step into vision builders. And at first, it was a little... It was uncomfortable, it was scary. It was like, ah, oh, we're gonna take this step. You know, this is a big commitment. And we do it monthly. We, it comes out of, our, um, out of our paychecks and we have the monthly giving set up. And to be honest, I had to reshuffle some of my spending habits. I had to look at our budget and say, okay, maybe I can't shop at Nordstrom or Carly Jean Los Angeles or whatever. <laughs> I might need to be a little bit more disciplined and create habits that honor God. And and so we did that. And it was like stepping out and going to the gym and lifting a heavy weight, like, okay, I'm gonna do this. But we saw results. We saw God's hand of blessing over our lives, doing things that only He could do. and. Um, year after year, Sean actually reminded me of this, that whatever we gave in Vision Builders since we started, God has multiplied. There's never been a year when we haven't seen that increase. And there have been um, raises and bonuses and times when our companies were like, hey, everyone, sorry, we're giving like a 2% raise, so hope you're okay with that. And somehow we would get like a 10% raise or 12% or it was just God moved in our finances because we took the step to sow those seeds. We were obedient to his voice and uh, partnered with him uh, and he totally blessed us. And I think about um, this verse in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 6 through 8. It says, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows generously will also reap generously and be blessed. Let each one thoughtfully and with purpose, just as he has decided in his heart, not grudgingly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver, And God is able to make all grace, every favor, and earthly blessing come in abundance to you so that you may always, under all circumstances, regardless of the need of recession, inflation, whatever, have complete sufficiency in everything and have an abundance for every good work. See, God... When we sow those seeds, God is so faithful to give so much more back to us than we deposit. And we have seen that over and over and over. And I think about um, actually this last year, I had been at my company for about 10 years and thought I was going to retire there, and um, a lot had changed, and I decided to start looking for a new opportunity, and I found one, and I had resigned, and then our um, global COO actually flew out after I resigned and said, I need to meet with you, and so I was like, oh boy, what is this about? And so I met with him, and he was trying to do everything he could to keep me. Which just automatically felt like, really? Um, but he basically wanted to give me like a lottery ticket salary and bonus to keep me there. Like, I'm telling you, I've never seen anything like it. He wanted to give me a Rolex. He wanted to um, pay for my child care. He said, I know that you have a little a son, your husband travels a lot. We want to, how about this? How about we fully fund your uh, 401k? Just literally everything. And it felt a little bit like, what is going on here? But I'm... Um, Sean and I prayed about, it. and while that seems like absolutely incredible, and that was like more money than we've ever dreamed of, but we knew that God wasn't behind that, and that was actually not what He wanted for us. Um, and so it was hard, but I said, "You know what? Um, thank you, but I'm going to choose this other opportunity." And so I accepted this other opportunity, and they um, made me a shareholder. Um, and gave me equity in the organization, which, um, yeah, is a big deal because not everyone, like very few people at our company are shareholders. And um, so I felt really honored with that. But when some of the execs, and this is a $4 billion company, when some of the executives heard about what I turned down, they actually said, we want to increase your equity to, like more than what (laughs) some senior partners get. And it was like, what? (laughs) Grace Bennett from Chula Vista? I mean, (laughs) I, thank you. Thank you. I know that I work hard. I work really hard. I know Sean does too. But the things that happen behind the scenes are not of our own ability. God is doing something. He's negotiating on our behalf because we are sowing those seeds. And the other thing is that when we partner with vision builders, we actually get to have influence in our city, in our community, in our nation. If you're upset by what's happening If you're seeing videos of what's happening across the nation, partner with God. This is how we can bring God's kingdom to earth and have influence and help raise up children in the future generation. This is bigger than just ourselves. We get to have influence and an impact. And it's just so cool to see what God does through us when we say, okay, This may be a little bit uncomfortable. I'm going to take a step outside my comfort zone. But God always meets us there. He has always provided. He has always multiplied. And to be honest, like, I don't want this to stop. Like, I want to continue to see blessing in our family and future generations. I want to have an impact. I want to bring heaven to earth across our nation. And this is how we get to do it. And so I want to thank you all so much for your time. Come on, how amazing was
1: that? I was captivated. I was like, wow, Grace Bennett. I love what Grace said um, about being a shareholder in her company. To me, that just jumped out. It's like when you participate in Vision Builders, it makes you a shareholder in the kingdom of heaven. And the thing about shareholders is you get to share in the dividends of the company. so when you're a shareholder in the kingdom, you reap the dividends of the kingdom. Well, I'm so pumped to hear from our next speaker. I'm actually very upset with your spirit of excellence because I'm wearing a t-shirt and jeans and you look so sharp, bro. Cool, I'm wearing a three-piece suit next Wednesday because of you. I, um, Justin and Ronnie Pontiagua. Um, I remember having a meal with them uh, years ago, brand new to the church. And I just remember, I told Katie we left the meal and I was like, babe, there is something about this couple. They're special. And um, love that you guys just took some time to grow and and really let your roots go down here in this house. And now they are leading in capacities that I know they they never thought they would. And they oversee our entire junior high ministry here. (laughs) at Awaken Eastlake, and just so uh, proud of you guys, um, just inspired by you guys. And also I just love that, that, you know, I know many of you in here are parents of junior high students, and I'm actually excited for you to see the fruit on the lives of the people that pour into your kids. So can you help me welcome to the stage, the man of the myth, the legend, sharp dressed man, Justin Paniagua.
3: All right. Got a fresh water. Okay, I was gonna say, don't be starting that timer too soon. You guys are crazy. All right, all right, all right. I appreciate the junior high welcome. That's that's what it. Usually, there's like guys coming up giving me high fives, and you know, I'm like, all right, sit down, sit down. That's enough. I only got 10 minutes. Um, it's good to know that um, you know favor isn't fair. I've heard that before. I've also heard that like. God is not a respecter of persons uh, or people with hair, so I'm here, so praise the Lord. Where's my boy Chris Aguilar? I saw him here, there he is, thank you. Um, So I'm gonna get right into it, I only have 10 minutes. So, um, and also thank you guys for having me up here to be able to just share around anything that God had to say, so thank you. Um, So I wanna start with the scripture for you you guys, with you guys, Um, and it's at the pool of Bethesda. It's in John chapter five, it starts in verse three. It says, crowds of sick people, blind, lame, or paralyzed, lay on the porches. One of the men lying there uh, had been sick for 38 years. When Jesus saw him and knew he had been ill for a long time, he asked him, would you like to get well? I mean, duh, but you know, whatever, let's keep going. I can't, sir, the sick man said, for I have no one to put me into the pool where the water bubbles up. Someone else always gets there ahead of me. Jesus told him, and my interpretation is, stop with the excuses. He says, stand up, pick up your mat, and walk. Instantly, the man was healed. He rolled up his sleeping mat and began walking. So there's some interesting things about, so the the pool of Bethesda, real quick, is essentially people used to think that um, when the water bubbled up, it was this place where all these sick people were, and when the, bu- the water bubbled up, uh, the first person in the water would be the one that got the healing. So it was his excuse that it didn't. he didn't know when the water was, nobody knew when the water was gonna bubble up, but it was always his understanding that if he could just get there, he would be healed, okay? So some interesting things here, the Bible says that it was 38 years, so he had consistency, he had faith, Faith is being sure of what you hope for and certain of what you do not see, Hebrews 11:1. Okay, so he was confident. He was confident that there was gonna be something in the water as soon as he got in, it was gonna change his life. Okay, now Jesus comes on the scene and what I wanna encourage you guys to do is shift your atmosphere. Because he says, Jesus says, you have the tools, you have everything that you need. I'm here now, get up and walk. That's all I need you to do. I don't need the water to get bubbly. I don't need the water to do anything fancy. I just need you to believe in me. I need your faith to meet with me. I need your consistency to meet with me, and you'll see miracles in your life. So I had to. I had to get for your. You know, I had to get dressed up because I can't be talking about shifting your atmosphere if I don't change the atmosphere when I get here. So. Um, also, um, it just felt, they say like when you're confident, right? Anyways. Um, <laughs> um, so the biggest thing I want to touch on, you don't need, you don't need the pool, okay? You don't need the, the things that your, your mom said, your dad said, your wife said. You don't need any of the extra things to add to your miracle. You just need Jesus. So you don't, When you, especially, okay, so now we're gonna transition to Vision Builders. Vision Builders, Ronnie and I came here because of Vision Builders, actually, because one of the things that Vision Builders does is support Hero and Twisted. They're awesome productions that we do around Christmas and Easter. We came uh, to one of those and, and our lives dramatically changed from that point. We stopped going to the old church that we were going to and we started coming to this church. It was a big decision and everything else, but we are now, I can honestly say, fruit of this house so i can't i can't blame you if you're here and you may maybe you're at the pool right now and you're like god i just need healing i don't know really what all this giving is about but i just need healing and that's okay you can be there if you're concerned about where the money goes and everything else that's okay god will meet you there god just needs your faith god just needs your consistency so if it's if it's that part that you're hung up on that's okay because all he needs you to do is look at the fruit. And I'm here to tell you that I am a fruit of this house. So, also this little badge right here, PFA, shout out, right? Um, that, these are all things that, that God wants to do in your life, but he just, oh man, I got a lot of time. Man, I was like getting nervous, guys. I was like, okay, you guys want the notes? Um, <laughs> it's all good, praise the Lord. Um, so, I have come to a point recently with God that has helped me kind of realize this, okay? There's there's plenty of times that Ronnie and I have stretched. Uh, my wife, Ronnie, she's so beautiful. Ronnie, can you say hi? Um, but there's many times where we have stretched and we've given above and beyond and we're like, God, I don't know how this is gonna happen. And we're still, I mean, we got, I don't know how many days, but there's still something com- to complete and it's gonna happen, but. That is something that, for us, our faith and our consistency has proven, God has proven to us every single time, if you'll just remember that all you need is me, I don't need anything else. So what I started to say is we've come to the point recently where we realize that our success has so much more to do with the people on the other side of our blessing, hence junior high, hence being able to lead in PFA, There's and just being leaders, just being able to communicate with people about God and wearing a suit and you actually listening to me as opposed to being in like a sweatsuit and a hat, you know, Um, but there's something powerful when you give your heart, when you understand that your success doesn't stop with you, you realize that the other side and what the kingdom of heaven is all about is for your blessings to be blessings to other people. It's your fruit they can take of that fruit and say, man, this is good. You really sacrifice in your life and I'm enjoying the fruit that you are showing in your life. So it's not about just you. It's not about the things that are on our schedule or our agenda. The person after he got up and walked, I'm sure he went out and did laps and everybody's like, where'd you come from, dude? I thought you were at the pool of Bethesda just chilling, you know? And he's like, no, Jesus, he's, that's all I needed, you know? So... There's some, there's some charges here, okay? And one last thing I wanna share. A, uh, a very wise man, a millionaire actually, shared with me one time, he said, if you took all my money away from me and put me somewhere else, he said, I would still be able to become a millionaire. It's not because of his connections, it's not because of the network that he has, it's because of the foundation it's because of the character. It's because of the heart that God has given him and the heart that he has sown into as far as being a part of Awakened Church, as far as giving into vision builders, sowing seeds in the ground and reaping a harvest. That's, that's biblical, sowing, reaping. That's harvest, that's what you do. So it's so important that you realize your blessing has so much more to do, our blessing has so much more to do when the, with the people around us than anybody else. So the last thing, okay, the second thing that I just said was almost the last thing. The last thing I wanna share with you are some charges, okay? So, because for where your treasure is, there your heart is also, that's Matthew 6, 21. So I like to say it, like, show me your bank statement and I'll show you where your heart is. What is it that you're giving to? What is it that your heart is in? Where, where are you giving to? What is it, and I'm not, I'm not trying to get up in your business. God only wants your heart. He does, the dollar amount does not matter. Um, and I, you know, we're talking about giving right now, but truly it goes back to that foundational level that if you don't have Jesus in your life, that is all you need. And all of these things will be added into you because the wisdom that you gain when you partner with God, the foundation that you get when you partner with God, the growth that you get, the friendships that you get, the family that you get, the heart that you get, you become, I tell you what, the integrity and honor and blessing and favor that has come over our lives has been increased exponentially, amazingly. So I would encourage you, last things that God wanted me to share, okay, I didn't say this. Few things, drop the attitude and pick up his grace. Drop the bottle and pick up the Bible. Drop the unforgiveness and pick up his mercy. Drop the phone and pick up your kids. Drop your plans and pick up his. Change your atmosphere. God bless you guys. I was on time.
1: Come on, can we thank Justin Paniagua? You still got 25 seconds left. You got something else, man. <laughs> You're messing, bro. Wow. Gosh, I'm inspired. Well, um, bringing it home, we're going to hear from our uh, better half of our high school leaders. Pastors Lori and Ito Fuerte are two of our favorite people um, for a lot of reasons. You know, it's, um, it's a weird thing sometimes when you sometimes feel like you're getting pastored by the people that you pastor. And um, watching the sacrifice that you guys have made for the high schoolers. Um, your yes, how you guys just have believed God and obeyed God, um, and have seen um, His hand flourish, you guys, in ways um, that you never thought possible is is so amazing to us. It's inspiring, and so, um, and I just think it's awesome. You know, Katie leaned over and pointed out to me that um, that we're getting to hear from both our junior high leads and our high school leads. So I just love it that you parents again are hearing from the the leadership that's overseeing your kids. So can we welcome? Round in home bay, around in third base, headed home, the anointed, the powerful pastor, Lori Fuerte.
4: Hi, guys. You guys can take your seats. I'm so excited to be here because every Wednesday I'm outside. But I'm with your kids, and we're, we're, we have a lot more fun than you guys, so just say. But I first wanted to say, I just want to honor our, our pastors, but especially you, Pastor Katie. Because you showed me how it is to lead a ministry, say yes to God with children. And you taught me that it's not choosing your family or ministry, but it's actually family and ministry. It's because of your family why we say yes to serving with kids. So thank you so much for just teaching me that. Well, guys... So as you all know, we're in a series of vision builders, and my husband and I, ever since we started coming to Awaken, we've always given to vision builders, but prior to that, we came from a church that they believed in tithing, and we've we've always tithed since we were, were working, but we've never given, and it wasn't until we came into this house where we, we actually learned about giving and how there's a difference between the tithe, which you guys all know, I mean, we if you're here, you know, but, but like, I never, like, we never gave before, like, I gave, maybe gave, like, when a preacher came, and like, a love offering, but I had never given, so coming into a church that gave, it was so, I, eye, like, eye-opening for me, and I had never experienced that, but we decided to just say yes to God, and that was always like our motto. We say yes to God. God, whatever you want, we'll say yes. If someone sees something in me, then we're gonna say yes. So when it came to vision builders and seeing what the church actually did with the money, I'm like, why? Why would I say no? Like, look what they're doing in kids' church. Look what they're—they're they're building all these campuses. Like, how could I not? Like, I want to be a part of this. I want to pour into this. So we've always said yes. So we—we gave for our first time, like our first, our first. Um, our first pledge, and it wasn't a lot, but like for us, it was the first time ever giving, and it, and it was a stretch for us in the beginning, and every year, God like we kept on upping our number, upping our number, and then finally last year at, at the Vision Builder dinner, my husband and I were like, okay, so like, hon, like, what's what's our number? And at that time, we had just um, purchased a home, and it was it is our miracle home, our dream home, the dream the home that I've always wanted, and we actually got it. Um, thank you, Lise, wherever you're at. Um, but. So at that time, it was like a big stretch for us because it was like I was no longer working. I gave up my job to be a full-time mommy and just to give my all to the kingdom of God. And it was like, okay, well, this is like the most we've ever, like, wanted to give. Like, this is probably not the wisest thing, like, we've ever done. Like, maybe we shouldn't do this. But God put that number on both of our hearts, and we're like, you know what? We're going to trust God. Like, God, you've never... um, you've never forsaken us. Like, you've always just continued to bless us, bless us, not because of, like, everything that we're doing, but just because of his goodness and just because of our yes. So we're like, okay, we're just, we're going to give. And we decided, we said yes to the number, and then God, for some reason, decided to tell my husband, you know what, just give it all right now, today. Like, <laughs> give it all. And at the time, I... <laughs> And at that time, we had the money in our bank account because we sold our other home, and we had this money to do renovations and stuff, but God told him, like, just give it all. And I was like, oh my gosh, but like, I don't want to. That's like my furniture money, you know, like, I don't want to. But we said yes. Fast forward a few months, and like, we didn't give it. Fast forward a few more months after that, we're like, yeah, we're gonna give, like, we're gonna fulfill our pledge, but we didn't give it. And then, a, and then a few months ago, I'm like, hey, honey, like, where are we at on, on our pledge? Like, where, like, how much more do we have to give? And he's like, babe, we we'll only give a few thousand. And I'm like, oh, like, what do you mean? And it's like, it's crazy, like, when you, like, it's crazy, because, like, within those the few months, like, things happened in our house. Like, our plumbing broke, and, you know, this happened and that happened, and I'm like, our, our money that we had saved for Vision Builders dwindled down. And we're like, oh my gosh, we're like sweating. Like, what are we gonna do if we, if we fulfill our pledge? That's everything. Like, that, and I was like, and I'm not comfortable with that. Like, I, I know we've given, and we've given a lot before, but this was just like, now like, I don't know how we could do this. And, and it really like scared me, because then for a season, I was like, or for a few months, I felt like I couldn't even be generous anymore. And it was a horrible place to be in because me and my husband were like, we love to give, like we're generous people. But it felt for like a few, honestly a few months, it felt like I couldn't be generous. Like it was really a stretch to to maybe buy the the, the youth like food for a connect group or it just felt like, oh, you're taking away from my kids. You're taking away from me going to the store. You're taking away from this and that. and And then I just felt like, just ugly because that's not what my heart is. Like my heart is to be generous, my heart is to give. and, And I wanna give and I wanna be a generous person. But I found myself just being a little too much in the flesh and not wanting to give. And that's when God checked me and he's like, Lori, you can't be like that. Do you see how you're worrying more now? You're stressed more, all because you don't wanna give, all because you're worrying about finances. But how many times do I have to show you that I got you? And I remember one Sunday, I told my husband, and never talk about finances in front of your, on a Sunday morning before church, just don't do it, or before marriage getaway, like don't do it. But I was like, hey babe, like I just don't think it's wise, I don't think it's wise that we fulfill Vision Builders, like maybe this will be the first year we don't fulfill our pledge. And then I was just like, it's just a little too hard like right now, and I think it's okay if we don't do it. And then Ethel's like, you know, well maybe, I don't know. We gotta think about it, we gotta pray about it. We come to church, the beautiful Pastor Natalie um, does a tithe and offerings, and I forget what you say, but he comes back and he's like, babe, no, we have to give it. Like, what are we doing thinking about not fulfilling our pledge? Like, we made a vow to God that we're gonna fulfill this pledge, and like, we need to do it. And I'm like, why now? Why when I feel broken? Like, why when finally I feel like I just, I, I can't give anymore because it's too hard? Like, this time, previous years, it was easier because we had the money. I worked. It all made sense of how I could give. But this year, it was hard. Like, I, I felt like I couldn't, like, I felt like it was taken away from my kids. I felt like it was taken away from, from just, you know, living the life that I was so used to living. And I'm like, but why now? Like, why do we have to do this? And God checked me right there. And I thank God for his check because he didn't let me stay in that mindset for long. Honestly, it was just like a day. But like, it was such an ugly place to be in, even for that day. And then... God was like, no, Lori. Like, you got this. You got this. You need to let go of that and just say yes to me. And I'm like, okay. You know what? I'm just gonna come into agree with, agreement with my husband, and we're just gonna give because God has never forsaken us, and I know, and I know He's gonna take care of us. And I know maybe I might have to change the way like I shop. Maybe I I can't spend hundreds of dollars at Sephora. You know, like. Maybe I could buy like two things, but like you know, but I need to learn. <laughs> I need to learn how to steward my my money better because you know I want to be a generous person. So we said yes, and I kid you not, a few weeks later we get not only one but two checks in the mail, and it was like for quite a bit of money, and it was and it was just like in that moment, I'm, God like reminded me like I got you, like. Stop worrying about that. Just, I care about your heart. The money amount, I don't care. Do you see? I'll give you checks. Like, don't even worry, but I care about your heart. I care about your heart posture. Because when you come into agreement with those demonic spirits that are telling you that you can't be generous, that you don't want to give, this is not a money issue. This is a heart issue. And God was telling me, like... Lori, your heart. Come on, you—you got—you got to keep on renewing your mind. Look at the enemy's coming in again. He's creeping in. He's—he's—he's te- he's making you feel like you—you you, that I don't got you. But let—but let me tell you, Lori, that I got you. And it was just a beautiful reminder that like no matter what, if, if, it doesn't matter the dollar amount, honestly, we decided to do a really big pledge, but even if it was a small pledge, God would have revealed the same thing because it doesn't matter how much money you have because the more money just reveals where your heart is. So just say I had all this money, like if my heart was still not aligned with God, like posture towards God, then I still wouldn't be generous, you know? So it all matters on the posture of our heart. And I'm kind of like going off, but it's okay. It's fine. Sorry, guys. Um, Look at, see, and it says, like, you can't go to your notes. This is all Jesus, but it's fine. (laughs) Wow, I got locked out. Okay, it's fine. Yeah. But But lately, God has, and after that, just, we just, my husband and I, we just got so many words from people. And just, like, God has really been renewing our heart. And the other day, God gave me this this word and it was right before church and he just gave me, he gave me this picture of like our church, Eastlake campus. And that God is resuscitating the heart of his church. And I literally saw like the heart valves and like you see, I saw like the people coming in like resuscitating like our church. And it was just a beautiful picture of like, God is resuscitating your heart, our hearts, my heart and there's a clogged artery somewhere and there's a, there's a clog in in our in somewhere in our hearts that's preventing us from being generous preventing us from being kind for preventing us for like flowing in the gifts of the spirit but god says if you are willing If you are willing and you say yes to me, if if you're willing to choose me, then I will take out that clog and I will pump in new blood into you. And he's saying that not just for me, not just for some people, but for this whole campus. He's saying if you're willing, he's willing to pump in new blood into you. Like how amazing is that? Like, but we need new blood. Like we need to just flow in the spirit more. You know, it's just crazy because there's so many times that like, I've ran away from this stage right here. There's so many times that I didn't want to, but, but what God has taught me is that like, just humble yourself, Lord, it's not about you. It's about your church. Like what's the heart behind vis- vision builders? It's the church. It's not about raising all, the, raising all this money, but it's about building more churches. But what is a church without the people? See, the heart of Vision Builders is to create a place where people can get their freedom, where, where God can reveal to them generational curses that are preventing them from stepping into glory, to glory, to glory. But that is why we do Vision Builders, we're partnering up so that we could step out into the world and say, not today, devil. You might have got that place, but you don't have Chula Vista. You don't have Eastlake Church. And for too long, too long, we've been living and not calling out these demonic spirits. For too long, we've been disagreeing, actually amening demonic spirits. And it's like God is saying, not anymore. We have stepped in from a time of preparation of war to a time of war now. So the way you think, the way you act, needs to be completely different. The way you handle marriage needs to be different because we're in a time of war. The way you handle your friendships need to be different because we're in a time for war now. And war doesn't mean you stop preparing because all throughout war you continue, you still need to continue to prepare and, and prepare your mind, your body and everything. So it doesn't mean that we stop, but we just have to fight a little differently. And the way we fight, it could be through prayer, it could be through giving, but it's humbling ourselves and aligning our heart to God. So I just wanna pray with you guys. So if you guys should just stand up. Father God, I just thank you for everyone in this room. Father God, I thank you for revealing to us areas in our life where we need to change. Father God, continue to just speak to us, Father. Meet us in those places where we feel alone. Meet us where in those places where we just feel like we can't do it anymore. Father God, renew our mind. Father God, I thank you for everyone in this church. Father God, I just pray for just an anointing over every single person. That we rise up to the mantle that you've always envisioned for us to carry. Father God, we say yes to you. We say yes to the call. We say yes to going all in for you. We say yes to loving the way you love us. We say yes to blessing others the way you've blessed us. Father God, I thank you for allowing us to just be pillars for your kingdom. Father, I bless every family that's in here, every family that's represented, and those people who feel like they have to choose between ministry or family, I rebuke that thought in the mighty name of Jesus, because it's a life in the pit of hell. You're able to do both. Your family will prosper because of your yes. Your family will prosper because you decide to show them what it's like to serve God's kingdom. Your family will prosper because they'll finally understand that it's not about them, it's not about, you know, just all the things of this world, but it's about God's kingdom. We put God first, so Father God, I just thank you for a fresh revelation. I thank you for those people that are gonna partner with Vision Builders, who are gonna continue to be a blessing to others, who are going to pour into God's kingdom, who are gonna sponsor kids for summer camp, who, are, who sees the importance of coming here every week, who sees the importance of serving. Father God, you are a loving God and You're a kind God, and You wouldn't twist our arm to give. It's not about the amount, Father God, but it's about our heart, so I just thank You in the mighty Name of Jesus.
0: Wow, what an amazing Word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages